Welcome back to the Dean Rogers Show. Today we got another episode of Deals with Dean. And today I'm gonna talk about a deal that we had under contract that quickly turned into a daisy chain nightmare. You're not gonna wanna miss this, so stick around to see how this happened. Let's go. Hey guys, welcome to the Dean Rogers Show, where we talk about real deals that we're doing and bring on awesome guests to talk about how they're finding success in their business to inspire and motivate you. Don't forget to like and subscribe. All right, see you on the show. All right, welcome back to the episode. Make sure you like and subscribe. We'd really appreciate it helps support this channel. All right, so we had another property under contract that came from one of our Facebook ads, and I went ahead and text one of our buyers to see if they could walk it for us, check it out, take pictures, send them back, and then we discuss price and numbers and figure out what made sense for a deal. Now, after thinking about the numbers and what felt like a fair price, we went ahead, sent it to our buyer on what that deal would be, and we ended up locking in a price that was gonna give us a $40,000 assignment. So I was feeling pretty good. You know, this is a solid deal. I had also texted a couple other buyers on the side, just letting them know that a property was coming up, but ultimately decided to lock in that deal because it felt good, and it was a buyer that we'd done many deals with before, so there was no need to, you know, shop it around and try to get highest and best. This buyer was gonna be using a hard money loan, so we needed two weeks to close. And a week before closing, got a call from my buyer. It was actually on the same day that our fourth baby was born, uh, my new son. And I got a call from the buyer, just got done pulling an all-nighter with the wife. And he said that he wanted to assign this deal to another end buyer. Now, this is a buyer that I trust, I know. I really had no problem with that. Obviously their intent is to make money too, and I have no problems with them assigning it if the deal is gonna get done and there's no problems. So I asked him how much he was gonna be assigning it for. He said $20,000 above the price that we were assigning it to him. Now that's awesome, you know? Kudos to him, no problem with me. Uh, everybody's gotta make money, and for me that, that was no issue. So I thought about what's the easiest way to handle this. I'll go ahead and send my buyer a co-wholesale contract where it shows all the normal terms of the assignment contract, but it shows a line item from my company making 40,000 and his company making 20,000. So that is ultimately what would show up on the closing statement for that end buyer and how we would be paid out at close of escrow. So I said, sure, no problem. I'll create that contract and I'll send it over. Now what I did wrong was I assumed that my buyer, who I'd worked with many times before, personally knew the end buyer that he wanted to assign the deal to and that's where my mistake was. Maybe he caught me when I was sleep deprived and was tired from that new baby being born, but had I, really thought about it through a little bit more, I would have realized before we do this, let's find out who this end buyer is. Do I know them? Have I talked to them? I wanna have as much control of these new variables as possible. And so that's one thing that I didn't do. 
So I sent the contract and a couple hours later, I got a call from another wholesaler that I know, picked up the phone and he said, dude, I see you guys have this deal under contract. I just had it sent to me and I'm looking to wholesale it. And finally the, the dots connected and I realized that this wholesaler was the end buyer that was talking to my original buyer. Now, if you got confused there, this is what a daisy chain looks like. It's one person to another person to another person and it starts to get messy. So I'm talking to this wholesaler and he says, dude, you should have just let me know from the beginning. I got a, uh, two buyers who want this deal for more than I was sending it out at. And had I just gone to him, then we could have cut out the middleman, which was you know my original buyer, and he could have made more money. So pretty quickly, I started to get frustrated because what ultimately happened was my original buyer was talking to just another wholesaler. And this wholesaler was pretending to be the end buyer, saying that he had cash, was ready to close as soon as humanly possible, and that was not the case. The only reason I was interested in entertaining this situation and having basically the green light to my end, my original buyer to, to assign this deal rather than closing on it themselves was the fact that there was still another week we needed to get through the whole process with the hard money lender to close. And the selling point was this new end buyer, this new cash buyer was gonna be closing this next Tuesday. We're on a Friday, we're gonna close almost a whole week sooner because it's a cash deal and we get it wrapped up. Well, ultimately, as I said, this was another wholesaler wedging himself into this deal and he had two buyers, not just one, but two buyers he was talking to and pretty much had given the green light to both of them that they could have the deal. And that's another problem that can happen is when you make commitments to multiple people, they have assumptions that that deal is done and if they really wanted to, they could take legal action to try to encumber and lock up that property to prevent it from moving forward because they have what they understood as an agreement to move forward and do that deal. So once I realized all this was happening, I started to really dive in and, and speak with my original buyer, let him know what was happening. And of course, we have a great relationship water under the bridge and just went to problem solving mode and working through what's our best option. And then I got back on the phone with the wholesaler and tried to understand who these two buyers were that he was talking to so that I could personally vet them out because I can smell a stinky fish and understand who's a real buyer and who's gonna get it done. So I ended up finding out one of the buyers was somebody who actually did not have cash, would need to get financing and probably wasn't gonna be able to get the deal done ultimately. The other buyer was funny enough, one of my buyers on my list who I had sent a text message to, letting him know that this property was coming up in the near future and to keep his eyes posted. So once that happened, I realized, you know what, let's go with that guy and let's start the conversations, make sure everybody's on the same page. So I picked up the phone gave that guy a call and let him know that 
we were gonna be working together on this deal. He asked me what happened. You said you had a property, and now I'm finding out through other people. And I, I just basically you know, threw up my hands and said, this one got away from me. Um, and you know, it is what it is, but at the end of the day, here we are, we're back together, and let's get the deal done. So I validated that they were gonna be able to close, there was gonna be you know, no other contingencies or anything that would hold us back from closing this deal, and all was good. So sent the contract, got assigned, and updated escrow with everything that was gonna take place. Now remember, I had originally shared that we were gonna be doing a co-wholesale assignment contract where it clearly stated who was making what, and that would end up on the end buyer's closing statement. Well, in this case, I took all control back and I let my original buyer and the wholesaler know, I'm gonna put everything on my paper, I'm gonna receive all the funds when we close, and I'll disperse them after, but I gotta gain, regain control and make sure this is really nice and clean. So that's what took place. This deal had our original $40,000 assignment, the $20,000 assignment from, from my original buyer, and the wholesaler squeaked out $2,500 on this deal for a total of $62,500. So right here you can see closing statement, 62,500, we got the deal done, got it closed, got it done without any issues, despite the fact of all the calls back and forth to basically untangle the mess that had been created and make sure that this deal wasn't gonna fall apart because man, what a great deal and what a shame it would be if we let it fall apart. So deal was closed, I sent wires to both the original buyer and the wholesaler, everybody happy, everybody excited that we got the deal done. Lesson learned for me, make sure you always maintain control of your deal. That's something that I'm very, very uh, in tune with, hypersensitive to. I always wanna maintain control of all the different variables and moving pieces, because that's ultimately how deals can fall apart. And on this one, I was probably just a little bit too, um, you know, go with the flow, just had a new baby. Oh, sure, no problem, but lesson learned, always maintain control, always vet out all the different players and moving parts to make sure it's gonna play out the way you want. If you liked this episode, make sure to like and subscribe. Appreciate your support. Until next time, peace.